in the motherfucking suburbs with it. Rah, bing, bah, bah. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on? Prepare yourself for some ignorant shit, nigga. This motherfucking Duce got me sweating and shit. Word to God. Ho, fuck with your boy. C5. Okay, nigga, I got him. Point him out and I got him. Let him get a little buzz, then we robbing for pollen. We ain't killing no miners, you niggas still in the miners. And your bitch, we gon' blind her, can't pick us out of the lineup. I swear, Lord knows I murk one of these niggas. Shoot you in your earth and get earthworms on me, nigga. I've been dead my time, I'm getting better with time. But real niggas don't whine, we'll burn down your vineyard. Money back, twist took all the money and left. 
That's some young money shit. So to the big A. Rest in peace, Eater Frog. Welcome to a brand new episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I am your host, Prince Nick Fly. You can find us at theverbsnetwork.com. You can also find us on every podcast streaming service at The Verbs Network. <coughs> Excuse me. You can find me at Prince underscore McFly. Drop the Y at EI. Uh, what is this, Monday? So Tuesday, be on the lookout for Fresh from the Verbs. And Wednesday, excuse me, I had to run in here. Whew. Shit. Wednesday, you can check out the Jack and Kenny Shabbiganza. <laughs> um, we have a upcoming podcast to the network, an all-female joint, Fresh from the Kicks. It's something we got a couple special joints in the uh, making. <clears throat> Shit, dog. Need to get in shape. God damn. <laughs> we got a special guest in the building today. Well, we got a couple special guests in the building today. First guest is uh, my little brother. Um, if you've been a part of the Fresh and the Birds family from the beginning, you've heard multiple stories about him. Um, Vani. What's up? Y'all can follow me on Instagram at vvargotti, T-H-E-E-V-O-N-G-O-T-T-I. And on Snapchat, King Devontae, K-I-N-G-D-V-O-N-T-E, 2345. Why don't you just make everything the same? Because, like, I they don't have King Devontae, 2345 on my Instagram. It was taken. Well, change your Snapchat. You can't change your Snapchat when you make it. Oh, I never tried, but all yeah. my shit is the same. Yeah, I can. Hey. <laughs> if they really want to follow me, they'll follow me on one. <laughs> Who's our other guest? <laughs> Hi, I'm Ty. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Wavy One W A V Y W A N N N, and on Snapchat at TGI dot What is that? Child, what is the multiple? No, I made my Snapchat when I was a kid. I, I understand. Same as me. What about your IG? After my first one got deleted because it was the same as my snap. My first one got deleted of a hoe nigga because of a hoe nigga. And How did your IG get deleted? Long story short, like I, I pressed the nigga about something and he, I guess he reported me. And out of all the times reports never work, that one worked. And I went on my IG and they said, yeah, your account been terminated. So I had to make a new. At first I wasn't going to make a one at all, but I was like, Instagram be lit sometimes. So, I made one. You the only nigga I know ever got banned from fucking Instagram. You and Boosie. <laughs> right. right. You literally got banned from Instagram? I'll be honest. Your what account you couldn't come back? Hmm? You couldn't get your account back? Not at all. That's crazy. I was so mad. What did you say to the nigga? He must have, like, really, like, hit it. Like, he must have, like, did it a couple times. Because, like, we was, it was... It was, first off, my fault it was over a girl. It was stupid. It was her nigga. And we got to an argument. And then he jumped in and stuff. And I was like, I'll beat your ass. All this type shit. And then next thing I know, the next day I go on my shit. And I'm, my shit terminated. That's wild. I've never been kicked off of 
No, so I be saying some wild shit too. I've been suspended a couple times, but I never just they never deleted my shit. It's niggas who post fight videos and all this type stuff. Yeah, I get deleted for saying, you know, I beat your ass. Yeah, both y'all niggas different. I ain't never got suspended. He was told all his friends to report it for no type of shit. Twitter suspended me, and then Facebook suspended me. How the fuck you get from Facebook? Uh, Facebook, somebody, uh, well, the first one was, uh, I think I called a monkey a faggot. (laughs) It was a video of this monkey doing some gay shit. Like, he put his hand up like another monkey ass or a dog ass or something like that. I think I know what video you talking about. I was like, man, it's faggot ass uh, monkey. (laughs) You could have kept that details up in your head. You didn't have to type it. But no, it was in the description when I shared the video. Oh, faggot ass monkey! Oh, it was there. You like? Did you put it or no? I didn't. Put oh, you just <laughs> I just I just shared it. That's your funniest hell. So I got in trouble for that, and then I think the other times I got reported, it was this girl, right? Mm. This Asian girl. She's she from Pontiac. Oh. So. Um, Nigga, she was catfishing. Like, and not catfishing, like, how she looked and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But catfishing, like, the shit she was doing. Like, nigga, she was posting, like, she had, like, a whole catfish life, bro. She was posting, like, she lived in Japan and all this wild shit. And I'm, I'm like, man, this shit is wild. <laughs> then other people started talking about it. So then it was like a group of us, like that bitch a catfish group. <laughs> so we'd be joking about shit. And then one day my name got put in the shit, calling her a catfish. So nigga, she started, I think she, I think she was being a whole ass nigga. <laughs> started reporting my posts. Mm-hmm. Especially shit I got cussing in it. Cause they automatically, you know, you can't make no threats. You can't say certain shit. Yeah. So if a post got cussing or something in it, they automatically... You suspended. Right. So they have bad guidelines. These guidelines are so strict. Yeah, these guidelines is ass now. Like you came in. Oh, on Twitter and then I made a threat. I think it was a Drew Ho ass. Like the guy beat your ass. (laughs) Boop, got suspended. (laughs) Like any any type of wild act uh, behavior, they yeah they cut you off real quick. That's stupid. They really don't. They don't be looking at you until like your stuff get like big. I guess like like if it's like a bunch of people sharing it or yeah. something, then they'll take notice to it. But that's not crazy. Your account can literally get deleted for saying something, even if it's in a joking way. Like, yeah. oh man, like I beat this nigga ass or something yeah. like that. Even in a joking way, your shit will just get deleted like that. Mm-hmm. That shit is crazy. Yeah, that shit is uh, terrible. But like, but as of now, like I only use IG for real. I don't really be on Facebook because them niggas irritating, and then Twitter is the wildest place on earth. Mm. So I keep my you know my distance on that, and then Snapchat. I got all the same Snapchat hoes for like two years, so I'm tired of them. Snapchat's trying to get boring. I just be texting people and checking up on them every now and then. Like I just, I really won't talk to them for like two, three months, and I just be like, "What's up? Like, yeah. How you been?" Yeah. yeah. I don't really be checking in on people like that. Social media is overrated. Hundred percent. 
I don't agree with how any of this shit has made society because motherfuckers try and follow the way, follow the trends so much of that. But I think mm. us communicating on social media is like the norm, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's how you do 90% of your communication. Right. Motherfuckers don't watch the news. Everybody uh, got the news and social media pages, blogs and shit on Instagram and whatnot. People, yeah, and people all talk types about of shit. everything about just yeah. looking on their phones. So, like, it's more strange. Well, it's more crazy for y'all because y'all grew up in it. I didn't grow up in it. So, like, I kind of just was able to walk into it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know how it was, life was before social media. It's different. Right. Like, nigga, you literally had to call your friend on the house phone. Like, hey, bro, I'm about to uh, come over. Mm-hmm. About to ride my bike over there. Mm-hmm. Yo, now, you, you know, it's cell phones. Like, I was just having a conversation with the intern at Brian Rubber. Because um, he, like, 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nigga, I didn't get my first cell phone until the ninth grade. For real, that's, that's when you got your first cell phone? First cell phone was in the ninth grade, and it was a minute phone. Mm. And you had to go to the store, buy minutes, put them bitches on your phone, and then talk. I think my first phone that moms I got is, I think, that moms I got me, I think I had minutes on it. I, just, I got it probably sooner than that, too. I think I got mine in like middle school. Like, whenever I had that, like, flip one. That like got went to like a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Whenever I had that one, fuck that phone by the way too. <laughs> that phone was fucking irritating. But no, yeah, when I had that one, I think I was probably still in middle school. And I, cause it was specifically she just got it for me to call either you or her yeah. and stuff. And my dad. But yeah. And then when I was in tenth grade, I got the number that I got now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, just number since tenth grade. Tenth grade, yeah. That's some real shit. <laughs> So then I I gradually upgraded to getting good phones. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I was in the fucking first grade and had an iPhone. That is crazy. Kids actually. now have <laughs> iPhones, bro. That is crazy. I don't know what grade my um my cousin brother in, but that nigga like five or six, bro. He got a whole fucking iPhone 11 Pro, and I'm just like, nigga, I had to buy my own fucking iPhone 11, and I'm 18. Like, you that fucking living a life. You barely in school. iPhones, what? They on Roku system in their rooms. Like, that shit is crazy. Right, like, nigga, fuck you need all this shit. You still in your diapers. What the <laughs> fuck you need 4K for? <laughs> fuck you taking pictures of? Niggas is iPads, bro. Like, they're learning off iPads. Right, yeah. Nigga, my grandma uh, bought me fucking hooked on phonics. The it's, fuck is phonics? The hooked on phonics was uh, so it was for older kids who was like who was having trouble learning. Mm-hmm. But she bought it for me at like two, so nigga, this is like school for me. <laughs> so once I got to school, I was advanced. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn all this hooked on phonics bullshit, and then I go to school like I've learned all this shit. I learned how to write and all this shit. I'm not supposed to be at fucking, here. At fucking three. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. Why? Like, bro. Now they can just hop on an iPad and be gooch. Uh, Nigga, yeah. y'all, when you was in school, did you have to learn how to curse and write? Hell yeah. Yeah. 
I was in second grade doing that bitch. I was a goat. Oh, I'm still terrible at it. Sonics. I probably I don't think kids got us. Uh, yeah, they. I think they stopped doing that shit like two, three years ago, four yeah. years ago. I think I started doing that maybe when I was in second or third grade. When I was in high school in late third, yeah. Yeah, they they taught us how to do that shit, but I knew. See, I predicted the future. I knew we wasn't gonna be needing writing and all that shit in the future, especially cursive writing. Mm-hmm. And I knew we wasn't uh, gonna have to use long division. Yeah. Nobody, you use long division? I don't even use division, period. 100%. Long division is the stupidest shit in the fucking world. I don't want to sound stupid saying this, so, like, don't call me on it, but also my like, real stuff. I forgot how to do long division. I, 100%. You can put a long division yeah. right in front of me right now. I'll be like, you got it, bro. I forgot. I honestly yeah. can't forget. There's mm-hmm. certain places to start and yeah. stuff, like... Like, yeah. I, look, I can pick up my phone and instantly type it in and I get the answer. There's no need for it. Honestly, if we are being real, half of the math shit that we learn, 90% of it. Don't fucking use. Because what the fuck was I learning how to do fucking triangle squares, routing numbers, and letters and shit? And me and him had the same math classes and shit. So literally by the next semester, I would forget what we did because we moving on to something else. Bro. Everything that you learned after the fifth grade, you don't need in life. Swear. Fuck. Swear. Everything you need, you probably learned by the fifth grade. After that, it's a bunch of bullshit. You just going to classes. You, you just going to class learning shit for no reason. Like after sixth, seventh grade, my whole schooling was like gym, gym, gym. Just the main fun time of that bitch. Because I look, I look back on it. Like, I don't know about private school because I've never been to one. But now that I look back at it, going from not, especially now that I'm graduating, with me going from middle school and then high school and stuff, that shit is, like, really easy for real. If you just, like, really just be like, okay, I'm about to just do this yeah. and get it over with. Like, I want to keep, just keep going on and get up out of school. You could literally be a straight-A student and it's not that hard. Yeah. But, but if, like, it's just for, like, like, me, example, I just didn't apply myself, like, how I could have. Bro. So I wouldn't like no straight A student or nothing, but like that junk is really, really easy. After middle school, I stopped giving a fuck. I was like, listen, bro, this shit is bullshit. I went, yeah, because I went in on like, The difference, so we're going to talk about this a little later. The difference between me and you was I had so much freedom in high school. Mm-hmm. So going into high school, mom, so no, ninth grade, you was born. Mm-hmm. So. It really wasn't a lot of freedom in life. But when we moved to Southfield, she would leave for work before I had to go to school. Mm. So, for like 10th and 11th grade, nigga, I had to get to school. Like, I had to walk to school. Mm. Or I had to catch the bus to school. So, if I didn't want to go to school, I wouldn't go to school. I just call her, like, because she used to have me call her in the morning. I call her walking down the steps, mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm on my way to school. And then I go back in the house. And then, this is how I know I was a fucking genius growing up. <laughs> I created my own report card for two years. How the fuck you create your own report so, uh, card? So, in, in Oak Park, we had these classes called BST. Oh. Uh, so, they taught us... Um, Microsoft Office. Mm-hmm. Everything. 
Everything you need to learn about Microsoft Office, they taught us how to do in this class. Make resumes. It's actually one of the most important classes I've ever taken in my life. So after fifth grade, that's probably one of the classes I would say definitely taught me a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. So it's basically telling you the basis of being on the computer, all this shit. So in the class, they basically telling you like how to make uh, graphs and all this shit. Mm -hmm. So one day, I was looking at our report. So because we went from special paper report cards to regular paper report cards. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at the uh, the regular paper report card, I'm like, bro, these like columns and all this shit, they taught us how to make. All you got to do is just type in them bitches. Yeah. So uh, the report card that it was like maybe like fifth report card out of the year or something like that. But she was like, listen, if you bring home a good report card, I'm going to buy you this Michael Jordan jersey. It was when Michael Jordan played for the Wizards. Mm. So, me knowing me, I automatically know my report card was fucked up. <laughs> I knew it. So, nigga, I got on the computer one day. Boop, 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 boop. Just printed out my report card. Now, I couldn't just print out one. So, I had to keep printing them bitches out. Mm. And then, it could all caught up to me. Did she ever find out that you yeah. did? Uh, I don't think... This, so, like, a year and a half into that shit, I started getting, like, reckless. I was leaving copies around the crib and shit like that. So, I don't know if she ever saw them bitches, but one day she did, uh, and then have I, did I ever tell her? I probably told her what happened, but one day she just popped up, uh, I got out of school, because she used to pick me up, like, even though she didn't drop me off, she'd pick me up from school. Mm. And nigga, I got in the whip. Nigga, she threw a folder on my lap. Like, open that up. Nigga, it was all my real grades. <laughs> Killing. Sick. <laughs> hey, look, you look at him like, hey, he's mine? Because, like, you, gotta go, you, ain't, you can't even say that, right? You like, dang, I got a D, man. It was sick. So I had to take like some whole ass online classes and shit. <laughs> Which was a waste of money at the time. Listen, that was some bullshit. Because <laughs> I had to pay for these online classes or classes I failed. But then I ended up going to Pontiac Northern. Which, mm -hmm. when I got there, I had all my credits already. So I didn't do shit at Pontiac Northern. It was a waste of time and money. The online classes, 100%. Cause like the first bitch was easy as hell. That second bitch was the hardest class in the world. Uh, it was like a fucking science class or something. You know how hard it is to take science on your own. I'm <laughs> all learning that shit from reading off the computer. Because it wasn't even. I take that back. It wasn't even like an online online class. It was like nigga, we send you a book. What? Yeah. You gotta like teach yourself lesson type shit. Turn the page to this shit. 100%. Oh, hell no. Hell no. 100%. I ain't that elite yet. So how was it for you growing up? It could have been better, okay. but that was my fault because yeah. you know me, I was a very, very bad kid. Mm -hmm. So like, I could have made things easier 
for myself and for the fam. But I have a tendency of just making real dumbass decisions. And it's like now that I'm graduating 18 now, I do look back and wish, dang, I wish I could change this, wish I could change that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> in the long run, um, I'm kind of glad that I did go through some things, whether it was good or bad, glad mm-hmm. that I did go through it. Because, you know, it teaches me in the in the long run. Yeah. You know, making the, the way I look at it, you make a decision, it can either be a good or bad one, but uh-huh. that's how you, that's, it, you can turn it out whether it's good or bad. It depends on like how you, you know, what you do mm-hmm. to either make it good or bad. So I feel like you can control that. You just got to, you know, work for it or work towards it. And that's what I didn't do with most of the decisions I made, mm-hmm. which was, yeah. So Todd, same question. Yeah, I mean, kind of on the same level as Bronte. It's just like being in school and whatnot. I did at one point do the work and all type of stuff. I paid attention and I was there to be there because I wanted school to be the thing that I succeeded in throughout life. But I just started hanging out with bad crowds. Started putting other stuff before things. My priorities changed. And I just couldn't actually get into a groove of having school be the shit that was my thing. So life behind the scenes. That beyond my parents, beyond my friends. What nobody knew about me was the other shit that I paid more attention to. Other than like music and Mm -hmm. other shit that more people so know now. That people niggas is out of school then back when niggas was in school because that shit was everything was a little bit harder. It was like when grown ups didn't think well, niggas was having jobs, talking about I work every day, mm-hmm. this that and the third, come home from this hours, and you just sitting here on your ass and whatnot. No niggas be in school working their ass off, just like how you got to hear your boss talk, my teacher, my fucking principal in my ass. Niggas chomping on me. I get bullied every day. What you do? Go to work. Mm-hmm. N- listen to niggas. Do what you got to do every day. The same shit. Every day it's different drama. Different situations. Other bullshit. You got it good. <laughs> so you had to deal with bullying growing up? Yeah. For sure. Uh, like what age group? Like of the bullies? Yeah. Like what age group was you in when you was getting bullied? From what I remember... Like, when was, like, William? Probably when I went to, <clears throat> when I was in fourth grade and I went to Brace. That's because, like, that was just a terrible school. It was, like, a hood school that, like, nobody cared about. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, like, it was just the other kids there, you know, because I'm big and stuff. They would make fun of me. And, like, the world, the, what our generation grew up on is, like, you know, damn it, everybody's opinion matters to, you know, us yeah, and stuff. Right. So you want to, like... You ain't like trying to like change you change yourself a little bit, but you try to be act like you don't care with that type of stuff, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. I really, I honestly, I didn't really care because like what mom said like to me too, like I'm fat, I can't change it. I can change it, but it's like mm-hmm. if they said they ain't lying, so it's like I mean I ain't tripping about it, but yeah, I had to go through it, and it's like it was just a mindset thing. You just gotta you know. Either you react in a bad way, you react in a good way, and just, you know, keep doing you. Right. And sometimes I did react in a bad way, I, like, you know. But, yeah, it's just, it's just about how you react to it, for real, for real. Right, you got to take that shit and embrace it. Don't let that shit So when did you, you have to go through it? 
I've been dealing with bullying since like kindergarten. Dealing with older niggas in like eighth grade or whatnot. So from kindergarten to high school, Hell you had to deal with bullying. I I say probably until like my tenth grade year, I was dealing with bullying. More so on, I got kind of like I let shit go, and then I kind of just got cool, and I was just a nice person with yeah. everybody, and everybody just connected with me. Yeah. But ever since like I was hitting inside school, like. Basically, yeah, kindergarten is just being shit. Motherfuckers just always love to pick on people for some reason. I don't know. It's not just me. I used to just hang out with a whole bunch of, like a whole group of people that I used to get picked on. See, I don't, I never really, so, I never really got bullied. But, so like in middle school, See, this was my whole thing all through school was I was cool with both sides. So I was cool with popular people because uh, I had, I was, you know, I dressed nice. Mm-hmm. So I had shoes and I dressed nice. But the shit that I was interested in, I was cool with like the nerd niggas. Mm-hmm. So I just always played the the middle kind of. In middle school, I was more with, like, the nerd niggas and shit like that. I was just a fresh nigga with the nerds and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, once again, I really didn't give a fuck about school around that time. Like, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Not to say I felt I was smarter than school, but it was just like... That's not right. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm just like, I right. never envisioned myself saying, okay, I'm going to college. Mm-hmm. That was never on my on my list of things to do. Like, even though I went to college for two years, it was never one of those things for me to be like, oh yeah, I, after high school, I'm doing four years in college and all that shit. It was, I was always like, no. Nah. Real quick, so of course, because I'm, I'm not in college right now, how was it those two years? Wait, did you go right after high school? No, I waited like uh, a year uh-huh. or two maybe. Oh. Uh, I would say it's college overrated very but I think so with college it's a lot of people's first time up under from up under their parents wings right Mm -hmm. so it either makes or breaks you you feel what I'm saying Mm-hmm. So either you either flourish without having your parents, you know, without having to go back to your, you know, with your parents in your circle, or you crumble because that's the only life you know. Right. But what I would say to people is, I wouldn't, I won't go in debt for something I can learn outside of these these four years of college. So what you going to college for is very important. Certain things you have to go to college for. If you want to be a dentist, a fucking doctor, a vet, a lawyer, something like that. But if you going and you getting a bullshit major, don't waste your money, bro. Like my like I'm not my dad. My um one of my friends, her name is Mari. She and she and uh graduated the same year me and him did. Uh, she in college right now. And her major, I believe, is like nursing or something. 
But then, like, when I was telling her about, like, the business that I was doing and stuff, she was saying, that's why I was taking the gear off for sure. Yeah. She was like, so I should um, go to the school for business. I'm like, I could, but at the same time, I don't think it's that hard. I don't think I would have to go to college to, like, learn about business. It's like, even... I like, tell, really, they got YouTube videos telling you how to, like, manage I, business. I wouldn't tell nobody to not go to school, not go to college, a four-year college for nursing, but mm-hmm. you really don't have to go to college for nursing. For you Now, there's classes you're going to have to take and shit like that, mm-hmm. but... Going to college for it, I might be a hundred percent wrong because I don't know the, the nursing field. Right. But I've known nurses who didn't go to college, you yeah. know, and is making forty dollars an hour being a nurse. I say that um, for what nurses do, because I don't, I mean, for the nurses that I know, they do damn near way more shit than doctors do. 100%. Okay, doctors go in there when they come down to the big procedures yeah. and whatnot, the shit that they know when they got to get their hands dirty and whatnot. Yeah. That's the shit that they do. But when it come down to damn near 85% of the other shit that they do around the shit, people. it's the nurses. Yeah. Everybody, the nurses deal with everybody else shit. Yeah. And when it come down to bringing shit, shit that they got to know, they got to know where everything at and whatnot. If they not there, that doctor going to be clueless. Sick as fuck. Originally, they don't give them niggas the recognition that they deserve. Originally, my plan, because I was going to go to college, but that's because of, like, since, like, 10th grade, I think I had decided what I wanted to do in life. Mm. And I had wanted to go. I was going to go to school for psychology. Okay. Um, and I didn't know if I wanted to do the full, like, because to be, like, a full... Or psychologist PhD I think it's like I'm gonna need like 10 years of school yeah that's a lot of fucking money one like cause I know I'm not gonna get a scholarship that's a lot of money at the time I kinda like seeing my grades if I know I'm gonna get a scholarship but that's a lot of money to me in debt and then let's say not down in myself but let's say I even I make it that far who knows it will turn out right that's like that's another thing that I look at too and I look at stuff not to cut you off bro like the shit I like changes so much. Yes, facts. So, shit I liked in high school to shit I like now, I'm a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Or shit I did, you know, of course I'm an adult now, but still, like, you know, my likes and shit like that, I'm a hundred percent, like, yeah, I still fuck with shoes and certain music is the same, but a lot of other shit has changed. So, with a person... People change by what they're doing. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, look, I quit college because, and this is crazy to even think about this. I quit college because I went to college for small business management and entrepreneurship. First off, it was a waste of time. It got me in $20,000 in debt. (laughs) Secondly, I quit college for a job making $9 an hour. Bullshit. How much money did you make your first job? My first and job? I, yeah. I mean, I think it was like 14. Wait, no. 1050. 925. You was in high school. You was in high was school. With the t- Bro, I was out of school for three years. 
I quit college to make nine dollars an hour because when I got my like first couple checks, I was like, "This is more important than me." Me going to work, making sure I go to work every day is more important to me going to work and going to college also. And it's taking stress off yourself too. Mm-hmm. College is bullshit. Bro. I was living in my uh, my first apartment. Me and uh, Vo was staying on the Pioneer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I'm not about to do college. Uh, I'm making, how much was I making a fucking week? Uh, Like $300 a week. What was the job? Some plant in Rochester. Plant making nine twenty five. Yes. Hell to the no. One hundred percent making nine dollars an hour at this plant, like making small bullshit parts and shit like that. Mm. But I was like, I'm making three hundred dollars a week. I'm living good. <laughs> I got my side of the rent. <laughs> I got my side of the rent, and I got extra spending money. So all you gotta worry about is your side of the rent. Whatever it is, is yours. Yeah. Like, so I was like, man. Fuck's college. No, can I survive off of nine dollars an hour? Uh, probably, but I'm not gonna have money to do shit else. Hey, that's all going towards your business. Yeah. So, um, what did you want to be growing up? I wanted to be a bunch of different things. Uh. I wanted to be a wrestler at one point. <laughs> I wanted to be a wrestler for sure. Actually, somebody I went to school with became a wrestler. For real? Is he not? No. Uh, that would have been fire. But that nigga was weird, though. <laughs> no, he was like weird when we was in school. Uh, <laughs> that would be weird. That nigga was weird as fuck. And he got bullied like a motherfucker. But that nigga t- took that shit in stride. Like, and he didn't let that shit affect nothing. <laughs> like that nigga was still the same I don't give a fuck y'all niggas like I seen this nigga get punched by like the whole <laughs> like I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody get bullied the way this nigga got bullied why you what? Huh? why you what? he was a black nigga oh, like I don't think like he got bullied like movie type bully <laughs> you telling me that nigga didn't Changed this whole like whoop said Didn't fuck y'all nigga that nigga basically was like fuck y'all niggas I'm coming back to school the same way nigga fuck y'all I wonder nigga. how that nigga was as a kid like what 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 what's that nigga like, like the the confidence this nigga had and what he believed in that nigga believed in that shit like nigga fuck you up nigga I fuck with wrestling. His daddies and uncles for sure roughing that nigga up at home. Like, like nigga, I only f- don't nigga bitch you. Like, I fuck a wrestling nigga. Y'all niggas. Like, I've never seen the type of bullying ever. <laughs> like, I've never seen anybody get bullied the way that nigga got bullied through middle school, bro. It sounded like it amazed you. <laughs> now, was this some Poindexter-ass nigga? Like, no. Cool. This nigga was a don't Like, he didn't give a fuck about school. He wasn't no smart nigga. Bro, he was... Listen, <laughs> he would do shit to be noticed. Like, you know, like niggas who get bullied and shit, they'd be like, oh, you know, I'm about to stay out the way so niggas don't fuck with me. That nigga would do shit to get noticed and get bullied even harder. And he, like, he soaked that shit in, bro. It was like that nigga, he was different. Yeah, something, something. Like, dog, I, 
But listen, bro. <laughs> he a trooper, but he a trooper on purpose. Yeah, look, listen. I'm one of the most confident people in the world. I believe, like, if I'm doing it, I believe I'm the best at it. Whatever I got on, I feel like, you know. Right. Confidence. Right. In everything I do. Because that's how you got to live. Right. Listen, that nigga confidence was a hundred times bigger than mine. Nigga, I probably learned that from him. Because <laughs> his confidence, it, like, dog, nothing deterred that nigga from being him. A hundred percent, bro. When he was a middle school, that nigga was like, nigga, I'm going to become a fucking wrestler. And then that nigga hit, listen, he hit me up like, he followed me on Facebook one time. That nigga wrote me like, nigga, I'm a wrestler. Listen, you got it, bro. Prosper. Hey, you got it, prosper. bro. That nigga doing something niggas can't. And my kid, mine, though, he a wrestler. But, like, when I got, like, serious thinking about it, <clears throat> I wanted to, like, yeah, I wanted to, um, wanted to be an artist at a point. Like, whether... At first, painter? At first, yeah, but then I, I can't draw. So, it's like, that crossed that off. And then... Um, I wanted to like be as far as artists wanted to be like a music music artist rapper and stuff and then um, then that's when reality hit me I was like I don't know if I'll make it as a rapper and then like, like I said around 9th 10th grade that's when I was serious about the psychology thing and then like even if I'm even if I'm not making it that far being some type of like social worker therapist mm-hmm. someone to help people you know mm-hmm. So I was like, that one I did take serious. Like I read up on it, went to like colleges and stuff like that, and then um, like my senior year, everything just like I scrapped everything mm. and was like, now nah, I'm gonna just do this business thing and mm. see if it take off. And then if it don't, then <clears throat> I told myself, if it don't take off, like sometime, cause it's gonna like you know next year, if it don't take off next year, then I'll go to college. But I got faith that it will. Especially if I just put work into it. So. Yeah. What about you? Um. While I was growing up, mainly. The shit that I wanted to be. I wanted to be one thing, yeah. Like you said, was artist. Um, I grew up in a house, damn near, with all women. So, with artists... Um, music was also another thing. My mama, she could draw. So seeing her draw and seeing how good she was, I just kind of looked at her and tried to learn off of my own thing. And it put me in a mindset of like, I wanted to create things and put it out for the world to see and have people buy my things if they thought it looked nice. Mm-hmm. And with the music and shit, and even still now, I'm still trying to pursue that shit. Um, singing because the whole house whole house full of women mm. having everybody singing going to church and whatnot being in the choir it was always something that just deep down in my soul just was something that even if I don't make it it's always going to be something that still make me happy and I'm always do but besides those two things something abstract was I wanted to be a uh some type of professional car driver, whether it was drifting, racing, um, a drag racer or something. I wanted to be. I want. I, I want to be behind the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. I, I, shit, I want to go fast as hell. Ain't no normal shit, though. Normal shit, I like, I mean, I attempted to want to go into law, but mm-hmm. I noticed that as I started to grow up, I ain't got time for other people's shit. It's, <laughs> it's not my fucking problem. You got yourself into that shit. You know what you did. If you ain't do it, then you know damn well what you can do to get out the situation. 100%. If I ever became a lawyer, I would for sure be one of them lawyers that represent rappers. Getting them off cases. Hell yeah. Because that's, that's big money right Bank. Because. Look, I know you did it. But I'm trying to be little baby. I'm going to convince this jury of people that you. you did not do a single thing. Them niggas make so much cheese. So you grew up in a single mother household? No, um, at a young age, I had my dad in my life, uh-huh. but throughout circumstances, throughout family situations and whatnot, um, we just distanced ourselves away from him because mm-hmm. it was just a lot of stuff. And then after a while, like everybody kind of just like went away from each other. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't blame everything on him, but it was just like it was he wasn't doing the right shit that yeah. could keep us there doing right. We'd just probably be down. So, I mean, I came there with my mama, him there for a minute. Then, mm-hmm. I mean, my stepdad came in my life, like, at a some point in life. But it wasn't always just me and my mama. Yeah. But I got my siblings, too, like me, my sister, and my little brother. So, uh, how did that factor into your growing up? Um... I, I mom, Seeing my mom, my mom is... Uh, very strong, independent woman because without having my dad in her life, she had to really go through all shit by herself and um, not necessarily all the way by herself with having the support of like family members and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when it came down to certain situations with emotional and um, mental things, like she had to take in a lot with coming from how she did. So me seeing how confident she was and whatnot, it pushed me and it made me look at things and put things in my own point of view that I've seen it into making myself become a man and um, also know how to just be a more wholesome person because she was also a very wholesome person because mm-hmm. she came from my, like, not having, like, the divorce between my actual father and whatnot, and then all the other situations throughout our life. So seeing her, it was just like everything just helped me gather myself and made me who I am. So uh, how was it for you growing up in a single mother household? Um, <clears throat> I actually loved it because, like, I thought I thought I would like not like it as much, really, because I'm so used to seeing almost everybody else with like you know some mom, dad, mm-hmm. that person, a sibling, you know, it's like that. Mm-hmm. But for it just being you know like me, you, and moms and mm-hmm. stuff, it was like it was cool, like because I don't know, it's just like it was just cool, and like I know how mom, how hard moms worked and stuff, mm-hmm. and so seeing that. Like I said, that's like what I brought up earlier, saying that like I wish I made better decisions mm. and stuff. Yeah, like seeing her and, you know, with the stuff she had to go through taking care of me and you. Mm. And it's like, you know, that ain't easy at all. You know, 
And it's like, you know, she probably would have worked till she was like 70, 80 and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, that take a lot for people, you know? So it's like, seeing that gave me like, it really like inspired me to do more in life and to not take the easy route and just want to do, I want to make sure I get the most out of my life and work as hard as I can mm-hmm. to, you know, provide for my future family or for myself and stuff. So right. seeing her do that, taking care of us, was just a big inspiration, you know. Mm-hmm. Not taking nothing away from my dad, but he was there when he was, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, but you know, just seeing her, that was just that was real good for me and stuff. Yeah, I think growing up with just moms, uh, oh, I think my outlook on things it was just different. Um. Like, uh, like, for where we came from to where, you know, we ended, or, like, even at the peak of what we, uh, of growing up, mm-hmm. like, us coming from, um, nigga, we used to stay on the east side of Detroit, and, uh, no, this house was fucking terrible, and, like, I didn't stay there all the time, I would say, uh, with my grandma mm-hmm. well with our grandma mm-hmm. so like dog the crib would get broken into every week dog like every week y'all crib yeah wow. so like to the point these things were still in petty shit they was breaking into the crib so much <laughs> like stealing meat out the, the freezer or like I had a puppy nigga stole my puppy dog like so see her go from niggas, yeah, go niggas. from that, and then we moved to um. Where do we move to after that? We moved to uh Coventry, where we stayed across the street from Great Grandma. Mm-hmm. To and that bullshit for like we was there for like a year, and then she fooled, we had got a um a townhouse, and uh, the township, which is like in between. Detroit and Oak Park basically. Mm-hmm. So then we was there for a minute from when I was like six until you was born for real. Mm-hmm. Like your first year was probably at, in the township crib. Mm-hmm. But then after that, to see her get up her cheese enough to get a crib, we had the first house in Southfield. Um, what's the name of that street? Everett? Nantucket. No, no. Nantucket was the second house. Oh, we had got a first one? Yeah, oh, we, that one I don't remember. Yeah, we had a first house where uh, we had the, the, the dog who put the scratch on the face. That oh, was yeah. the first house. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that. I was like, what, three? I don't know. I know I got in trouble for that shit. <laughs> you got in trouble for that? Both of them. <laughs> he, he scratched you on the first one, which wasn't... Look, either time wasn't my fault. First time... Nigga, uh, somebody dropped you off, and you walked in the crib, and you walked by me, and I guess the dog just, you know, playing with you, like, tackled you. <laughs> Got a scratch on your face. Got in trouble for this shit. Like, dog, that's some bullshit. The second one, the dog is, uh, on the chair, like, sitting, mm. but his paws is hanging off that bitch. Nigga, you as a baby or a little kid then walked up to this nigga 
So that nigga trying to get down made him second scratch you in the face. Man. Got in trouble for the shit. I'm like, dog. He's taking the blame for everything for nothing. <laughs> like I didn't even do nothing. What happened to the dog? Huh? What happened to the dog? Oh, that nigga died. No, I said, I mean, did the dog get in trouble? Hell no. <laughs> I didn't got to go to this cage or whatever. That was it. Probably had a good sleep and yeah. shit. He said, yeah, just beat this thing, guys. Good night. But yeah, so seeing her go from that the east side crib to Nantucket was, you know, crazy. That was a $300,000 house. Yeah. yeah, so and boy, the house is like real nice too. Yes, and then seeing her build back up to buy this crib, right? It's like, Cause I think we was gonna have a house again. You feel what I'm saying? So for that, that shit crazy. Yeah, and, and it takes a lot of work. So it, it's just taught me like whatever I ever wanted to do, I could work. You know. And so then. Um, You know, when she passed, I never really, uh, I didn't let it affect me a lot because I know I'm going to make her proud at, at the end of the day. Correct. 100%. So, we might not be there now, but in five years, we'll be there. Right. So... With her passing, it was like, because of course, you know, especially to me and you, it yeah. was out of the world unexpected yeah. at all. And, you know, of course she was like, she she had a plan for us so if this was to happen, yeah. we could, you know, how we go be good and stuff. So, you know, I guess like seeing that and stuff, I'm like, like, you know, when she passed, like, just my emotions itself, like, it was just, it felt weird to me, you know, like, her not being around and yeah. stuff. So, it's like, but I, like I said, man, I was texting my dad today, so he randomly texted me out the blue. Mm. It was like, man, I miss your mom. She was my best friend and stuff. Mm. And seeing the impact she had on people's lives, yeah. too, and, like, how much everybody loved her and stuff. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that many people loved her yeah. and stuff. So, it's like, that junk is just crazy. And, like, she impacted people and wanted them to you know, be strong. Even as many times as my dad messed up, mm-hmm. kept, you know, putting him back on track and yeah. stuff. So it was like, she was just an inspiration for me and stuff. Especially now that, like, with me not being able to do, you know, as much good as I could have done in school, with me being an official adult now and mm-hmm. having to make my own decisions, pay my own bills and stuff like that, it's like an inspiration for me to be like, okay, I got to work on this. Yeah. And it's like having, you know, having that mindset of, I know if I work on this and, you know, do good at it, I'm making her proud of it. Yeah. But that's like motivation for me. I w- so, what's so crazy about it was, before she passed, maybe two weeks before, we was having a conversation. And literally... From that conversation, it was like she was preparing me for it. Like, telling me everything I need to do. Like, listen, I'm not going to be here, you know, 30 more years. You feel what I'm saying? I'm old, you know, I'm getting old. So, like, me, her getting cremated and all that shit, that was from that conversation. Mm-hmm. So, she, and me uh, keeping the house and 
you staying in the crib and all that shit. Like, she prepared, like, listen. So, I I want to say, like, I wasn't, I'm not going to say I was prepared for it, but I was prepared for it. Right. Because we literally had this con- a conversation about what to do. If it was to happen, you would know what to do. Yeah. It's just the bad part was it happened during COVID. Right. So, um, I know a lot of people, you know, wanted us to have a memorial for her. But during when she died and the COVID situation happening, it was, like, impossible. Like, it would have been mm-hmm. very, very different if had she had not passed when she did. Yeah. So, let's say if it would have happened around this time. Yeah. If it happened around this time, we actually could have a funeral. 100%. Because, like, seeing, you know, Keisha's funeral for me, like, we that was a full, full funeral. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was limited to like more people was outside mm-hmm. but we would been able to have an actual funeral yeah. but by that time that was the beginning like okay everything locked down yeah. even if you want to have a funeral 10 people yeah. like I'm, who, sure. I'm not we're not about to have a 10 people yeah. funeral that's like you know that's both you know and um, we definitely gonna have a memorial for her. my thing has always been if we're not gonna do it right I'm not gonna do it right so, so I'm like I, wasn't I just don't gonna, wanna throw something together here so I my plan is for her birthday, us to have a situation, so everybody could you know do a memorial or whatever. Plus, hopefully things will be a little bit clearer. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's um, actually good. Yeah. How has uh, your relationship with your pops influenced you? Um, him telling me stories about how he fucked up. And seeing how seeing how many times he fucked up, yet has always been able to come back. That has actually like it makes you sit back and think like, wow, you really don't like he could like you know like if he like would allow the stuff that's happened to him like the drug problem and stuff like that. If he would allow that to people, most people who become drug addicts stay drug addicts. Yeah. So it's like you know for him to like to. If he would mess up, you know, and like I said, mom's was a big inspiration for that. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll be like, you know, like, all right, we gotta get you together, so especially for your son, mm-hmm. which I think she did for me because she wanted me to have a relationship with him and not resent him. Mm-hmm. So, see, so yeah, seeing him by himself though, especially when she had passed too, seeing him being able to stay on track and stuff, and actually, you know, be involved in my life, my sister life. Mm. making money for himself, building himself back up to the point where he was. That's like, you know, you 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 know, you you go get knocked down but you never out yeah. and stuff. And mm. you know, and he taught me that. And he tell me that, you know, always. Like, no matter how down you are, it's a way to get back up, but mm. it ain't just gonna come easy and ain't gonna come fast. You gotta you gotta make it happen straight up. Right. So yeah, seeing that happen with him, that that was like real good for me. Like, it's a sad situation. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm already not so like I'm not. Yeah. I ain't really too like I ain't really tripping about it now. But it's like at the time when I was younger, it was like it was a emotional situation. But with me being older now, I'm glad to say that I'm glad that I went through that and that he went through that for him to, you know, teach me that and show me that. Like I said, well, no matter how much you down, you go come yeah. back up if you work for it. So that was good. What about you? Hmm. Can you ask the question again? <laughs> How has your relationship with your pops influenced you? 
Yeah, that's why I forgot the question. Um, relationship with my pops. Or your step-pops, you know. Both of them was, I was like, honestly, really shaky. With my pops, um, it was more so I seen, I was around them a lot. Um, it was a lot of on-foot action of just seeing firsthand of a lot of stuff that he did. Um, seeing him hang out with the people he hung out with. Uh, he used to be a drug dealer being young mm. and seeing a lot of different action like that. Hearing the stories about the stuff that he didn't went through when he was younger. Just different things, knowing that um, just the mistakes, like Vontae said, mistakes that mm. go through people's lives. Hearing the mistakes that he didn't did or not. It helped me mold myself into what I'm doing now. But when it comes down to like stuff now with my stepdad, it was more so more positive stuff for like my other siblings and my mom. Okay. It built more for them. Mm -hmm. And with him helping them get their self more on track and everybody helping each other, it put me in a better position because I was happy with how they were being, so it yeah. helped me connect more with him. But as I got older, it was just like, no, we just didn't see eye to eye. I was just a whole different person, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't like my father. Because like, without having him in my life, then up to the point where I met my stepdad, I had to make my own person. Mm -hmm. I had to make the man that I was, see everything, and just learn the ropes damn near all by myself. It was like he didn't fuck with how I lived my life and how I saw my views and mm -hmm. shit. So shit just fell off. I mean, me and my pops. So after like a certain age, our relationship just trailed off. Yeah. After I was like in middle school, it really wasn't our relationship there. It was like he was just there for like uh punishments and shit like that. So, as I got older, I don't want to say I resented him, but I just didn't give a fuck mm -hmm. if we had a relationship. Because I always felt that when your child is younger, you have to make this, you know, the step forward to have a relationship with them. Yeah. Like, even when your pops, uh, not to put your business out there, hey, um, when you was just like, I'm done with him, your pops made, he still reached out to have a relationship with you. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. With me and my pops, it was never that. Mm -hmm. So, in high school, I didn't talk to my pops. I didn't learn nothing from my pops. I didn't learn about sex from that nigga, how to talk to girls, how to dress, none of that shit. All that shit I learned from females. My mama, my auntie, my grandma. My mom's mainly taught me some of that stuff too, yeah. Auntie yeah. Sandy, like my father figure was Avon and Pops. Right. You feel he the one who made sure I graduated. Mm -hmm. So once I got out of high school, it's like, man, what did you really do? Right. You paid child support, that's it, bro. Like I was never able to call you like Hey man, I need these new J's. Can you look out for me? Sure. I need this. Like nigga. So as I, when I when I became an adult, it was just like if it's a relationship there, it's there. But if it's not, 
I'm a hundred percent good. Right. But but that's how I am with everything. If 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 it's not if I'm putting a hundred percent effort in it, I need you to put a hundred percent effort in it. Cause if not, what the fuck are we doing this shit for? There's no point. It, like so, I treat and how I do everything like that. So with that shit, it was just like I'm good. The only thing I I didn't like that really bothered me was he didn't make sure me and my little sister had a relationship. Yeah. This year was the first time I seen my little sister in like ten years. Hey, for real? Like, yeah, I, I didn't see Ari. Maybe last time I saw Ari, she was like in eleventh grade, and it was just like it wasn't even no us chilling with each other type shit. It was just us seeing each other. I mean, y'all like text and stuff though, right? No. Oh, for real? Bro, I had no communicate with that whole side of the family. I had the least amount of communication. Mm-hmm. I, I te- like I had conversations with my auntie Rocky. She made sure we had a relationship. But other than that, everybody else, I saw them when I saw them. I may have seen my grandma on my pop side. I'm 32. I saw her at my graduation. I may have seen her two other times besides that. Mm-hmm. Uh, aunties and shit like that is the same. Like, all them people, like, that whole side of the family, I have no type of relationship with. When I saw them niggas on uh, Labor Day, a lot of times, I, like, I seen my cousin for the first time since he was, like, four. <laughs> that nigga's, like, a grown-ass man now. Yeah, Ron, you're your younger. No, he's younger than me. Wow. He, like, he may be like 20, 21 or something like that. Oh. But you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's the what I didn't agree with. Like, nigga, you wasn't that busy that you couldn't make sure your son had a relationship with that side of the family. Mm-hmm. But his thing was always, you had a phone, you couldn't do that. Well, like, nigga, I'm a kid. So if I'm a kid not developing this relationship with you and shit like that. The older I get, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the worst. Like if it wasn't for mom's situation, I probably still wouldn't be talking to my pops. Mm. Being a honey. Mm-hmm. I mean it's being real. Yes, that's real. My I will say my dad, he did like emphasize no matter how bad me and him got, that I always like kept in touch with my with his side of the family. Mainly, I I will say the the only reason that I'm closer with my dad's side of the family than mom's is because mainly mom's all we got really is Vernon, mm-hmm. Uncle Herman, and stuff. I think those mm-hmm. really the only two for. So it's like and um at the time when I was at the time she was alive, great grandma. Uh, yeah. But um no, so it's like you know I'm I'm kind of glad that he did do that though, cause like I didn't think I would be talking to like like my dad's side of the family that I talk to now. Like here, like she got her own life. She got kids, a husband, all of that. I didn't think I would talk to her as much as I do now. Mm. And it's like, cause like we went, we was always like, we was with each other every day mainly. And that's cause I was, I think I was like living with grandma for a minute. And um, we was always hanging and stuff like that. And then as she got older a little bit, I don't know. I think, I don't think I, I think I didn't see her for like maybe two, three years or something. 
And then we got back, start talking again. It was me getting older now. I can just, I can literally like just get in my car, go drive, and mm. go over to grandma because she lives, you know, right, right around the corner from us. So I could go see grandma more. Um, I talk to my uncle, uncle Darren. I talk to him every now and then. Yeah. That's because he worked. So it's like, um, I don't really talk. I talk to Uncle Derek. I don't really talk to it, like uh, Mackenzie and Miles though, because like they be with Renee, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that like he did keep me on that side of the family and stuff. Because like I said, literally, literally, if I didn't talk to my dad's side of the family, literally, you, I would literally just be talking to you like yeah. all the time. So I'm glad that he did do that though. So, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Next five years, if everything turn out right, which I'm praying to do, and I'm gonna work hard for it to do, I see myself comfortable in life with a Hellcat and able to pay my bills on time, have good credit, and probably my own credit. Mm-hmm. Probably my own crib. What about you, Ty? Next five years. Not to cut you off. Doing what? My own business, which is uh, cleaning, carpet cleaning. At the, my moment right now, carpet cleaning. But I want in the next later years, I want to uh, venture off into expanding it more and just having probably my, my whole cleaning company. Diverging in different stuff, whether we clean buildings or just however we do. But um, nah. For me, in the next five years, I see myself more into my music. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, I'm not going. I want to become successful with happiness. I want to become wealthy and just. In everything in life, like with my whole self, with happiness, um, with money, everything, like everything that I do, like, in the, like, hopefully, yeah, de- definitely in the next five years, I want to have kickstarted off something. If it's not my own business, like, I want to get into real estate. Okay. Also, I want to start getting my own houses, working them up and like having tenants, renting them and whatnot and flipping houses and stuff. Things like stocks to bring money in mm-hmm. so I can live a life that I can actually be happy with. So you don't want to work for nobody? No, I couldn't do none of that. Like, throughout this quarantine, I've gotten offers from plants like Chrysler and Ford and whatnot. But I never actually pursued them 100% because even sitting down with my mom, she's like, are you sure you want to do this? Because me knowing you, you don't really do good under somebody else's ruling. If it's somebody else's rule, I know it's, it throws you off your game. I'm more of like a, I can get shit done with the people I choose around me or by myself. I mean, I, I don't really like rules. So shit like that was out the table. Yeah, I don't know what you said though. Like divulging into different stuff too. Like yeah, like real estate mm-hmm. and just <coughs> investing in stuff. Just being my own boss, being my own boss. Especially around this day and age, where like damn near anything is possible. Like, oh, yeah. Being my own boss. Yeah, I, think- I can't. I can't be under somebody else. Oh. Um. 
with this quarantine, I learned that I don't want to say, because I never want to tell somebody, oh, working for somebody else is a bad idea. Because everybody's different. But knowing your worth is very important. Like, I quit my job because I didn't get a raise. Now, I, and when I say I didn't get a raise, it's because, nigga, y'all literally hold us and gave another nigga a raise, but told us um, the company didn't have enough money. I'm not stupid. I feel like with this, yeah, with this quarantine and everything happening, companies show a lot of companies showed their true colors with yeah. stuff. And was like, okay, let's be honest. Like, we don't give a fuck about y'all. Yeah. Like, nah. But so, y'all niggas still gotta come in. Yeah. Working. It don't fucking matter. Or, you know, we gonna lay you off right now. You can't get unemployment. And but we not paying you as much. Like, yeah. like I just, yeah, I feel like companies, like, really, a lot of whoever runs it, whoever runs them, a lot of them just really show their true colors with shit. And it was just like, it just, it was a bad scene. So I took the time and I restructured the Burbs Network to where it wasn't a thousand percent everything on my shoulders. Because that shit was, it was killing me. And I just decided, like, listen, if there's a time to shoot for the stars, this is the time. Yeah. So in five years, I see the Burbs Network being something important to media. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if do I see myself doing five podcasts a week in five years? No, I see myself probably doing one, and you know, <laughs> and everybody and just sitting back and running the network. But I want this to be a major media faction, and I think we got the potential to do it. We got the people to do it. We just got to focus. Mm-hmm. And hope the right person listen to this shit. Um, growing up, how was I, brother, to you? Honestly, you was an asshole. <laughs> but that's mainly how our um, damn near all siblings are. Mm-hmm. Taylor was an asshole. But it's like with you, I understand. Not that I'm older too. I understand that that's just your character like I, w- I would always be like you know why don't you talk to me and stuff like why like do you not like me all this type of stuff it's just cause you're not a talkative person mm-hmm. and like or like, like you're just not you're a very quiet person or stuff and it's like I probably I know from what you said and what mom said and everybody I was annoying as a little brother mm-hmm. but it's like you know the talks that me and you have had, you know, behind closed doors without moms, and you like just being honest with me, like I like do some stupid stuff. You'll be like, bro, do you really like you like realize you'll you you'll be like, bro, do you realize if you just do this, do this, she will shut up. <laughs> you'll be like, bro, I don't want to hear her mouth either, like you know. So it's like I at at the time I was like, bro, I don't like you asshole and stuff. Or like I wish I, I wish you were nicer and stuff like that, but now that we older, 
It's like, you know, you cool. You know, you my brother. I love you and stuff. Man, I'm glad that you was, you taught me what you taught me and, you know, how real you were with me. You wouldn't fake when it came to stuff. You was completely real no matter how old I was. Mm -hmm. You was completely real. So, you know, that was 100. So, yeah. I think, uh... You you wasn't you was a bad kid, but you was just hard headed. So a lot of times it just be like, bro, your life would be so much easier if you just listen. And like, don't get me wrong, parents is irritating. <laughs> in general, you know, there's there's not a parent in this world that's not irritating. So yes, as a kid or a middle school person, you like, bro. What you talking about is some bullshit. <laughs> I'm living through it. You know, you haven't been in school in 20 years. But they had to go through the same shit. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So it was just be like a lot of shit. I used to sit back like, bro, you don't have to do it this way. I realized I at the exact moment, be honest with you too, I never told you this. Be honest with you, at the exact moment that I realized that, like, you wasn't just, like, being an asshole, you was just being real, was when I was living, this is my 10th grade year, and I was living out in Ipsy with my dad, and seeing how Taylor was acting, and it was literally, like, roles were reversed. I was sitting there, I'm like, bro, do you realize, especially with you being a girl, took daddy's little girl, do you realize your life could be so easy? If you just, you know, don't wild out on social media, don't post dumb stuff, and just do your work. That's really, because my dad, especially my dad, he's like, he on strictly good grades and stuff. You realize you do your work and you, maybe you can probably do whatever you want on social media. He probably wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. You clean your room and stuff, uh, load the dishwasher. That's all she had to do. Clean, the, uh, clean her room, load the dishwasher, and just get good grades. Mm-hmm. Her life would have been set. And Sheila should be like, man, why is he so mean to me and stuff like that? And I'm like, bro, he's really not. He's really holding off on, you know, like he being, he, you know. And I'm like, bro, you just got to do this. So at that moment, I was like, bro, this is what Tony was talking about. Like, my life could have been so much easier. So much easier, like, bro. Like, it was, it got to the point where I was like, listen, bro. Do you want to get in trouble? <laughs> it would be such, like, the simplest things. Like, my would be like, bro, like, clean your room when you get home. Nigga, you would come in, go play the game, boom. She don't say shit. And I will say this. It was way easier dealing with moms. Like, you, the moms you had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was, uh, when she snapped, she snapped. Right. But... The moms you dealt with was way easier than the moms I had to deal with. And and I had freedom. (laughs) And I had a lot of freedom. But, nigga, she was on my ass. Man. Nigga, moms, you got got away with murder, bro, compared (laughs) to me. Like, nigga, nigga, she would never tell me, uh... Six times to clean my room, nigga. It would have been two and she was on my ass. So, shit like that. So, you had you got to deal with a more patient moms. Right. Who be like, bro, when she snapped on you, 
yeah, it was bad, but it was like this nigga, you did 50 things right. to get snapped on. And it'd be a situation, I'd be like, bro, all you got to do is do this, do this, do this. I will bring, you know, I'll get you some new shoes. Because it was during the time I used to wear my shoes and shit without asking. Right. Like, bro, I will buy you any pair of shoes you want. Just do this, do this, do this. Fuck that. I'm not doing none of that shit. <laughs> I'll just be like, man, this nigga don't give a fuck, bro. But you my brother, I love you to death. Oh, you too. On that note, that is the end of episode three of Sophisticated Ignorance. You can find us at the Burbs Network. You can also find us on your favorite podcast streaming service. Just search the Burbs Network. Except for Anchor and iHeartRadio, because it's fucked them niggas. Um, once again, Mondays is for Sophisticated Ignorance. Tuesdays, brand new episode of Fresh from the Burbs. Wednesday, a brand new episode of Jack and Henny Extravaganza, uh, episode three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like I said earlier, we got a few podcasts in the works. Uh, you working on a podcast with the network, right? Uh, yeah, actually, me and Top, we working on one. Um, I already got a name. It will be called Wake and Bake. Yes, sir. Um, we podcast for all the potheads and stuff, mm-hmm. talking about shit, giving our opinions on it and stuff. And also, uh, talking about the weed that we got. So, that's coming up soon. We just working in on that, getting everything situated. And hopefully soon we get to record and post some stuff out there for y'all. Hopefully y'all are ready to get a taste on the spicy, spicy buds <laughs> we get for y'all. Because <laughs> it's going to be soon. Uh, so yeah um, you can find me at Prince underscore McFly drop the Y at the EI that's on all social media platforms where can they find y'all at? Uh, on Insta uh, T-H-E-E-V-O-N G-O-T-T-I Vivon Gotti uh, Snapchat uh, King Devontae 2345 and also you came up with my uh, Instagram name too it was like a post you made on Facebook calling me cause Anybody that know, he keeps saying that I look like Irv Gotti, which I do not. You used to look like Irv Gotti. I don't look like Irv Gotti at all, so I kind of took that and ran with it and thought if I ever became a rapper, that would be a fire name. So, yeah. Ty, where can they find you at? You can find me on Instagram at wavywan, W-A-V-Y-W-A-N-N-N, and on Snapchat at tgi.ty. That's T-G-I-T-Y. Thank God it's time. On that note, we are out. Yeah, that's it. That's all I have. <laughs>